This is the Patriots Post Game Show, presented by Cyber Reason. Brady under center, a give to Burkett, runs it left for the win! Touchdown, Patriots! The Patriots Post Game Show, presented by Cyber Reason, with Hardy, Mike Dassault, and Paul Perillo, is your source for all the news and information following every Patriots game. And the Patriots have won their sixth Super Bowl title. In the early 2000s, they won three of four. Now they have won three of the last five. Yes! It's still a dynasty. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. I hope y'all keep that same energy for tonight, baby. Can't wait. <laughs> Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Slipping yeah. and sliding, he was like a cat. Pop, pop, yeah. bang. Welcome into the Patriots post-game show. The Patriots season ends tonight in a rather unceremonious fashion with a 47-17 loss to the Bills in Buffalo. Hardy, Mike Dussault, Paul Perillo, uh, taking your calls, 855-PATS-500. Email webradio at patriots.com. Deuce, we'll start with your initial thoughts on... Do you want to call it a game? Uh, I'll call it an embarrassment. How about that? An embarrassment. That's... uh that's what it was. They uh, they got rolled. They didn't look like a playoff team. They didn't look like they really wanted to be there. Uh, everything you talked about over the last few weeks of, of what they haven't done well, especially the slow start, uh, was there. But just, I mean, I think the thing that the, the main headline to me is just that the defense had absolutely nothing against Josh Allen in the last two games. I mean, he, they haven't punted in two games. So you have nothing. There were no adjustments, no improvement in play. Uh, they were dominated from start to finish, and everything the Bills offense wanted to do, they did. Uh, and I don't know how you're supposed to win a football game when, when your defense plays like that. Uh, Patriots season is over. A lot of questions. And uh, just, a, you know, a, I don't know if I want to say catastrophic end of the season since going into the bye week and being atop the AFC. But from that point on, I guess it was what one and one and four, one and five. Uh, they couldn't really do anything. And it's just uh, it's just extremely disappointing. And I think. I didn't really ever expect them to be embarrassed uh, like they were, and I think that's what's most jarring to, to myself and you know a lot of people I'm seeing experiencing this on social media, just that they were completely blown off the field. It was the one thing that I thought could not happen in this game in that it would be an embarrassing blowout one way or the other. We all thought it was going to be a close game. Uh, you know, We all had various picks. Paul, you had the Patriots winning this game outright yeah, tonight. I'll, uh, Deuce, I'll you had them. I mean, I'll lead it. I, I, I did. Yeah, I mean, I had, I had the Bills winning by a touchdown. I did not think it was going to be anything more than a uh, one or at the most like a two-score victory. Um, and uh, just kind of shocked, shocked at the way that unfolded uh, throughout the night. Yeah, I, I don't really think I have anything to add. From what Mike? No, I'm just kidding. That's from last week. Yes, people <laughs> listening uh, know that. But it, it was a, an embarrassing performance, and you know, the, I, I come away from it, you know, with um, I had my reservations about the defense uh, going in, but in my in my worst nightmares, I never thought they had a defense that was not capable of even providing the least bit of resistance. And tonight, they they didn't. Um, it, there was a couple of things that I was talking about during the course of the game, just kind of statistical anomalies first of all they they ended up with 485 yards of offense that was the maximum they could get right 484 i think it was because every time they got the ball wherever they got it they took it into the end zone 
So they weren't allowed to get any more yards than they got tonight. <laughs> I've never even heard of this before. When you I've said never, this, I was like, oh, my God, I've you're never right. heard of it. I, uh, Mike, I, I've I never know. heard of it. And, and the max the, yardage. <laughs> and, and the other one the is, um, and I'm, I'm trying to, to just call it up here just to make sure. Okay, so in seven touchdown drives, the Bills faced six third downs. That means you couldn't even get them to third down. They you couldn't even get them to third down. They averaged nine yards a play. They averaged. They had 54 plays in this game. They averaged nine yards a play, and that counts the kneel downs at the end of the game. And it's going to say in the official stats that Buffalo was six for seven on third down. The stop was Mitch Trubisky's last kneel down. Right. They were six for six on third down. But to me, more, more like just as a point of comparison, the Patriots had 14 third downs. They went seven for 14. Buffalo only faced third down six times in the whole game and scored seven touchdowns. I thought the number was staggering after the third score when it was 20 to nothing when the Bills were averaging 7.4 yards per play. That number went up at the half to 9.1. And the final number, I believe, is something along those lines. Again, the, you know, like the kneel down at the end is going to hurt it a little bit. And there are a couple plays at the end, but it was up over nine for uh, yeah, it ended up eight point nine, and that's with the kneel downs. So let's yeah. call it you know nine yards or more per play for all of the second half. It was uh, it's just an absolutely dominant performance from the Bills' offense tonight. I, I just don't really know where to start because y- you felt like you had some things to to build off of with with this team, and and there were certainly elements over the course of the early parts of the season that you felt good about on the defensive side of the ball um but what do you feel good about right now i don't really feel good about a lot of it and i think a lot of the veterans that were out there tonight this is probably it for them Uh, how do you go about kind of rebuilding the defense getting it to another point i mean that'll be the the conversation for the offseason but um you know i just i i just i'm just disappointed with the total way they went out, you know, this group of guys that you've seen play so much football and, and, you know, this is, this, this is might be the last game for a lot of these Patriot legends and, you know, to absolutely get trounced by the bills. It's just, yeah, uh, the shows are going to be interesting in, in the next week or two, when we start talking about the off season, we're going to talk about this game tonight, but I think Mike brings up a really good point, Hardy, because, you know, it, it seemed like, and I'm not trying to like, toot our horn on on Patriots Unfiltered but Mike and I have been sort of talking about these kinds of things there's been a I think there's been a um, a preconceived notion here that I think is off that this was a, a this is a young team on the rise and it's not it's the 10th oldest team in football statistically I mean their average age is makes them the 10th oldest and particularly on defense they have major work to do and I think it's going to be interesting to see how they go about rebuilding a defense because I don't think they're going to be in line to spend the kind of money that they did this offseason next offseason. I'm not talking about the cap. They have plenty of cap space. So does every other team in the league. You can do whatever you want. But not every team can just go out and spend $200 million every offseason the way the Patriots did last offseason. So I'd be very surprised if they were major players Again, they might franchise J.C. Jackson to retain him, which would be a big chunk of money. That's money, um, not just cap space. But I don't, I don't see them being overly aggressive to try to fix the potential losses of guys like Hightower, who didn't play very well tonight. 
uh, Collins, Van Noy, if, if he goes. I know he's still under contract. McCourty. Um, there's, there's a lot of guys that potentially could go. Um, and then all of a sudden, what are you doing? You're looking for four or five new starters next yeah. year. Well, and I mean, and and that's and that's the that scenario. But the other scenario is run it back. Let's bring these guys back again, which is what they did this year. And I just I think that has to be off the table right now. You lost to the Dolphins twice. You've lost to the Bills now twice, where you 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 couldn't even force a punt. I mean, it, something has to change significantly on the defense. And I know that their hand will be forced by the contract situation, but I just think that there's a bigger picture conversation because. The last few years, this has kind of happened. This is you've had a team that kind of gets to the top of the mountain in the middle of the season, and they think that they're, you know, oh, we made it, we're back. The Patriots are back, and from that point, especially, I mean, and I'll even kind of rule out last season. That was 2020. It was what it was. It was, you know, some of the players were out and COVID, all that stuff. But the, you know, 19, 21, same thing. Defense feeling great. We shut down some bad teams. They get against the real tough teams, and 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 not only do they get beat, but like this was just. This wasn't just getting beat. This was just getting dominated. And I just I don't think I've ever seen a Patriots defense have nothing in the bag like they had nothing in the bag tonight. You know, it's unfortunate. You know, for for anyone who, you know, still wants to enjoy that seven game win streak, there were a handful of people who said it's nonsense. They're not beating real teams. They're beating teams which are, you know, uh, you know, banged up or they have guys on the covid list. And you could always, you know, hang on to that and say this team is really building something. After a loss like that, you start to second guess yourself and say, did they really have, did they really have yeah. something going this year at any point? Right. Yeah, I, I still think, and, and again, these are big picture kind of things. I, I still think there's a lot to be, you know, if you're if you're Patriots from the Patriots side, there's a lot to be excited about. But th- th- tonight's not the night you're going to be excited. I, no, no, and I, I feel and less and excited I, tonight. And I get that. I, I just think that what, what what I come away from, and it's not necessarily for me, but I think Patriots fans, is a reality that you're a little further away in the process than maybe you thought. Because I do think that seven-game winning streak was largely schedule-related in, in some of the difficult teams that you faced. We talked about this at the time. Um, I think you played the Chargers, the Browns, the Titans, and the Bills in that seven-game stretch. The Chargers was the only team that was at or near full strength that you beat. Cleveland was decimated. Tennessee was decimated. And Buffalo played in a tornado without two of its top weapons on offense. You saw what that offense looks like when all the weapons are out there tonight. Because as good as they played in that game the day after Christmas, this was this was far better. So I think maybe you're a little further away from where you want to go. But at the same time... I think you got to feel pretty good about your future at quarterback, and I think you got to be feeling pretty good about uh, you know some of the young guys that you were able to integrate, guys like Barmore, Stevenson. There's some pieces to be excited about. I get it. Tonight's not the night to be excited. And I listen, you guys, I'm I'm prepared. You guys can let me have it because I was the only one on the show that that picked the Patriots to win, and I couldn't have been. No, more we're wrong. all close. We're all we had all well, decided. I, think, I just think we were all wrong because we all thought it was going to be close. Well, I think we all thought like at least the Patriots would show up. I mean, and that's right. you know whether it was a close game or or uh, it, it wasn't. It just wasn't even competitive. And I don't think like in, in a million years I would have uh, you know thought that like I, you know and maybe that was stupid because this let's face it this was the Patriots team we've been seeing 
down the stretch here against any good teams when they've played. This is this is the team that showed up and said it last week. That, you know, maybe we should start believing this is who they really are. Uh, I just thought that they had a little bit of something to reach into the tank. That you know, hey, we 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 finished the season terribly. Let's bounce back. We know this team. Let's play for pride. It's just and that's what and that's what's striking to me. It just it just didn't seem like anybody was really interested. I'm not sure. I mean, I guess we get to the good list. I mean, I don't really know any of the good plays that were made. Well, let's get to the good, the bad, and the training room presented by uh, Theragun. Here we go. Now it's time for the good. Pretty good. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. The bad. If you were in my toilet bowl, I wouldn't bother flushing it. And the training room. You, uh, you, you want a back rub? Presented by Theragun. Good, the bad, and the training room. Going to be a very, very short good list tonight. Uh, Deuce, got to have something on there. Oh, yeah, I got the uh, the extra point block team. I <laughs> think they blocked two extra points. I'm is laughing that? at the three to four. Oh. I'm trying to point oh. out to Hardy oh. that the, the local news here is showing highlights of the Bruins, and underneath it has a banner It says, Bruins beat Nashville three to four. So if you don't listen to the end of the uh, of the, of, of the post game show every week, I just to grind Paul's gears. <laughs> I give the score incorrectly. I give the lower score first, no matter who won or lost the game. And you know it's just it's, it's the wrong way to do it. it NBC is bo- it is N- bothersome. NBC Good word, Mike. NBC ten does it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, they not, do it all the, the time. Not on purpose. The only thing they, yeah, they just think exactly. Like, I don't think they do it on purpose. No. That's the only difference. Uh, so I apologize. My uh, I, I threw the. Uh, the extra point block team. On you there? apologize <laughs> for getting the only thing that we could possibly put on the I good took list. Dietrich Wise and, and, and Lawrence Guy getting some hands up there to uh, to block a couple extra points. Um, uh, I don't know who else. Who I, else? I, no, don't I, worry I, about I, it. Listen, I, I agree. With, I agree with you. Um, you know, you you block two extra points. Uh, you know that that's probably a, one of the lone bright spots. I'm gonna go and uh, I'm gonna go individual plays. Yep. And I'm going to say the first drive, Mac Jones made two exceptional plays on the drive. Um, you know, with his with his legs uh, extending plays, and one was on third and fourteen. He throws a thirty yard at a Hunter Henry, follows that up three plays later, third and ten with a sixteen yard scramble for a first down. Both plays uh, were huge. Down seven nothing. You need to to respond there. Now I don't think Mac played well enough to be on the good list, but I do think. First of all, I will say unequivocally, he was not your problem tonight. No. And he was not your problem on offense tonight. No. Um, but he didn't play well enough, again, yeah. to score points. And he certainly didn't play well enough early in the game to prevent you from falling into a big hole. So I, I would point out, though, a couple of really, really important plays that he made early in the game. Unfortunately, he follows it up with a pick. And I know... Yeah. Micah Hyde made an incredible play on that interception, but the throw I thought was a little late, was a little short, and it was a little to the inside, and that allowed Micah Hyde no, the it time was, to get there. Okay, so that wasn't a great throw, but for the good list, I have Mac Jones in that first drive on the good list. Yeah, I, I, is, I did. I had that first drive. Like, those plays were huge. Yeah. He was he was really you good. the Bolden and, drop, too, though? Yeah, but they overcame that by, by doing it. But, yeah, I thought yeah. he came out Found ready to guys. play. Yes, yeah. And Micah Hyde's pick was, you know, we were talking about it as it happened again, like later on. You know, he tracks the ball coming in. He turns back to the receiver to make a play, and he has his hands out. And the I've, I don't know that I've ever seen this before from a defensive player where the hands are just out and the ball lands in it, and he just holds on to the ball. 
Yeah. It's just it's not something you see from a corner or a safety. You know, you see receivers sometimes just get their hand up and, you know, the ball sticks to their gloves. But uh, it was it was an incredible play, whether Hyde actually, you know, was trying to catch it or not. But he's outstanding. Yeah. Up up until that play, Mac was yeah. really Think good that on Jerry that Jerry Sullivan guy still going to ask them if they're embarrassed? <laughs> uh, so there's that, and so, and people want to know if uh, uh, Bill's going to be asked about his New Year's resolution again. Uh, so we will be funny. carrying Bill Belichick's post game press conference tonight on the Patriots uh, post game show presented yeah. by Cyber Reason. All we're, right, we're so, efforting that. Hardy made an executive decision. I uh, know. I, I think it's I good. Asked, I, I asked my co-host if we if we well, could and should, and then and then more importantly, asked Boss Man Morell. You know, if uh, we couldn't, shouldn't, he said yes. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think we're going to get any, uh, you know, firm answers or insight. But, you know, I was all fired up last week about the Miami bookends to the season where, you know, nothing really changed from the first Miami game to the last Miami game. Kind of the same game script, the same problems. And, you know, it's not as long, but the last Buffalo game to this Buffalo game, nothing really changed. There was no real you know, counter to anything that these teams were doing. And these are divisional teams. I don't think we've teams. gotten to that point yet. Oh, sorry. No, no, we're still, we're we're still, still on, on the goods. We're still on the good <laughs> list. I, I, now I'm I'm out. I got one. I'm out too. Nick Folk. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, geez. put him on the good well, list. Yeah, you know that's a good one. Just to wrap off the Hardy season. Hardy needs with. to finish yeah. the season the way he has. <laughs> yeah. All right. Was he on. perfect tonight? He was perfect. From 44, they called a timeout to try and ice him. It didn't work, and he kicked uh, uh, both his extra points. He's, I mean, he was perfect on his extra points, he, which is more than I can say for the was. crummy Bills kicker. Yeah. I mean, who got two two, two blocked. blocked? I mean, he basically lost the game almost for him. Um, <laughs> then he banked one in. But to finish, <laughs> but my point, just to get back to, just to finish it, is just that you're losing, you're getting smoked by divisional teams, and to me, that is worse than just about anything else because these are the teams that you you got to get to the playoffs against. These are the teams you spend your offseason thinking about how to beat. You lost to Tua last year. You came back, you lost to Tua the same way. You lost to Josh Allen Getting last year. You came back, you lost the same exact teams. way. So what are they going to do this offseason to try to get out of the division? Because it's one thing you go and lose to Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and you know the, the, the top, top, top teams in the NFL that you might face once every five years or if you make the Super Bowl. But these are teams that you got to deal with every year this is a major problem that's recurring and they have that is the thing i think to the offseason figure out how to fix that to beat divisional teams which is really the the baseline for building an nfl team right now where you want to start and you know how you want to get to where you want to be okay so let's do this if we can all agree on it Let's not take forever on the bad list. I don't think the, we have forever. Well, to no, be honest with you, I don't have a ton. No, the call, the the calls are are lined up already, and we want to let people kind of vent yeah. these on their own. I I think we kind of did it in our opening thoughts. I would I would say everything. Just I mean, really everything from the opening drive when 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 the Bills went nine plays, seventy yards, and and it it was just reminiscent of last week. I said this is what you can't do. Um, and I, I, I don't know if, if there's, if there's anything specifically bad that you think you needs to be brought up that we didn't all see, yeah, we can kind of do it all encompassing. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm just going to, uh, I'll give you a few and just chime in as yeah, we're we'll talking free form. It's like a right. free form jazz odyssey uh, here. Right <laughs> off the, right off the go. Derek Smalls. He you wrote know, this after the first drive, right off the go, um, <laughs> Gunner takes a ball out of the end zone and only gets to the 14-yard line. Yep. Um, I thought that set the tone um, for the night, and he also followed it up a couple of times with similar kind of returns. So yep. he was on there. Uh, 
you know, early in the first drive, another false start penalty. Uh, you know, a Brandon Bolden, a horrific Brandon Bolden drop on that first drive. Uh, Just the, the, the culmination of another horrific bad start. Yes. Like yep. all-encompassing. I'm glad you brought up the, the Bolden drop. I think that's one that, you know, unfortunately for Brandon, who has been consistently very good this season, or good, um, that that deserves pointing out. But all my bads are really, you could just flip it and say we're Bill's goods. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I honestly, I don't want to take credit away from Buffalo tonight. That was, that was outstanding. It was. That was that, that that was a clinic. I mean, even at the height of the Patriots dynasty, I don't remember them. You know, maybe a handful of times in '07, where they just were unstoppable the whole game. Like maybe that Miami game in '07. Like it, it just doesn't happen that often. That was a tomato can game. Right, right, right. And this is a playoff game. Like that was that was like the Tim Tebow Broncos mm-hmm. game. I say these these games all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know the Mariota Titans game, the Osweiler Texans game. That's the, the Patriots were those teams tonight. They yeah. didn't belong on the field with them. Nope. And you know, and we we I, I sort of rankled someone's feathers in the pregame by saying, man for man, they can't match up with Buffalo. Um, they can't. Speaking of yeah, unless there's a tornado. Sky from Atlantic City, please call back in. Um, do you want to get to the calls? Do you want to uh, yeah. bring up some more specific? I, I would also There's throw in, you know, like Shaq gets beat badly for a sack uh, in the first half. Uh, end of the first half, they're clearly running a fake spike play. Mac is making a signal that we haven't seen all year. It was clear Everyone that he was given a signal. Knew. Everyone in the stadium knew it meant something. I'm not sure everybody in the stadium knew what it meant, but it meant something, and everybody in the Patriots certainly knew that he's giving a signal, except for Trent Brown, <laughs> who allowed Jerry Hughes to just walk right by him. He didn't even try to block him and got Matt killed. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like I said, they, they had run in their first 34, 33 plays, the first 33 plays that Buffalo attempted, they only had four third downs. Uh, it, like, yeah, that you, just, you, got no, you got no answer on early 12 downs. 12 men They're in the huddle, what they want. delay a game penalties, just blah. Like yeah. everything was was awful tonight. Everything you, you didn't stop them not once, right? I mean, and that's literally. two. That's two games. That's nine, almost almost ten full quarters since Buffalo has punted against the Patriots. Uh, there was thirteen twenty nine left in the third quarter of the tornado game. Was the last time Buffalo punted against the Patriots? It's just it, 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 it's good. It, it could make you sick to your stomach yeah. if you dwell on it too much. Okay, uh, injured. I, I uh, or excuse Juwan, me, training room. Juwan, Juwan Bentley, Juwan Bentley. Juwan Bentley. Uh, arm injury. I don't believe I saw him back out there. So. No. Yeah, uh, and I don't have the copy, but watch this. The training room is brought to you by Theragun, right? And no, Morel, watch this. I got it. I got it. Okay, this is the only physician-created percussive therapy device that will relieve the deep muscle tensions using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. Over 250 professional sports teams use Theragun. You can get yours starting at $199. Go to therabody.com. Wow. Did I nail it? Nailed it. You want to know why? Because I love it. Yeah, I, the I Theragun do. Mini. That's why. That's I love very it. Impre- that was very impressive. We got, we got somebody called in this week. I wrote in to the show. Another one sold. We're moving the product. Oh, good. I guess. What? Loyal audience, too. All right, let's get to your phones here. 855-PATS-500. Uh, email webradio at patriots.com. We begin with Evan in Montana. I would have liked to have seen Montana. Evan, what do you hey got fellas. for us? What's up? How are we you doing? Hear me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm 
hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I felt like no one was like paying attention to the game. Like I was like, what the heck's going on? It's a, just uh, I, I was like, I don't know what what they're doing, why they're doing, and what's happening. But I had a, a, a KC friend text me, and he's like, he texted me, bro, cut, a, cut the cord, turn it off. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, but, Evan, it, it, it had that feel tonight, and people were, were saying as much. And I would not be surprised, Evan, to find out that a lot of people turned that game off. Let me tell you, yeah. not, not, not that I'm was, not that I'm fatalistic. I don't understand, and and I understand comebacks. And I understand Belichick, and I understand some of the inherent talent that is still on this team. But yeah. I was reluctant to say it last week when it was fourteen nothing. When it was fourteen nothing yeah. this week, I said the game's over. And Paul said, No, 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 no. And let me tell you well, something. Well, you got the nod from Paul. Well, I didn't. I didn't argue with you much. Okay. So, and here's where I knew it. Okay. And I'm not bringing it up to brag. I'm just saying, when the Patriots did not go for it after it was 14 nothing, Patriots didn't go for it on fourth down. It was around midfield. I said, "You got to go for it here." And they're like, "There." I said, "If you don't go for it, the Bills are going to take the ball. They're going to go 10 plays in six minutes and score another touchdown, and it's going to be 21 nothing." I was a little bit off. I didn't know they were going to miss the extra point. But they went 10 plays in six minutes, three seconds. Oh, that was another thing on the good list. Hardy said (laughs) when they didn't go for it on fourth down, here comes a 10-play, six-minute drive. They went 10 plays, 81 yards, and 6.03. He knew it. And he said it when the Patriots still had the ball and they lined up to punt. And that's not – I'm not lying. That's exactly what he said. So, Evan, don't feel bad. I thought it was over when it was fourteen nothing, and I and I and I predicted. I said, "You don't go for it here and punt. You're going to be down three scores, and then it, and then everyone will agree the game is over." I I I, w- I, w- I wish I felt differently. I don't take any satisfaction in it at all. But you saw what happened when they got down fourteen nothing last week right. against a team not nearly as good. Well, that was, you know, my, my pregame key, flip the script. It started the game. It started, I've seen this movie. I've seen this script. Here's the script. It has not been flipped. And it just continued to unfold as it has, probably worse than it has before. And, right. I mean, I had I had very little hope. I, I Honestly, it felt like as soon as it was 7 nothing, it felt kind of to me like this feels inevitable right now unless they have something in the bag, and they, they did not. Brandon in Atlanta. Go ahead, Brandon. Man, man, man. <laughs> it's all right. Last Talk it out. Man, man, man. Last man, man, man of the year. Yep, yep. Just want to thank all of y'all, even boss man. I know he's not there, but I want to thank y'all for getting me through these losses for the last two years. It's been quite a few. Yeah. We had some wins this year, but like Paul said, they were they were just, you know, we got lucky. No Nick Chubb, no Derek Henry. The you know torrential down or not downpour, but the wind in, in Buffalo, it was kind of like I don't know what happened. I, I guess we shouldn't have had a bye because after the bye, it was like, what team is this? Like, what happened to y'all? But Brandon, it stayed according to the script. They beat all the teams that were beat up and they should have beat, and they right. lost to all the teams that were better than them. And that that's that's didn't change. Things. It's, it's yeah. like, and I keep making this point about like the the home road splits. A lot of people are saying, oh, they're, they're better on the road. Not really. 
it's the teams that they've played on the road haven't been as good as the ones they played at home for the most part. Right. Um, yeah, I, I do think um, I, I didn't. I don't think that they've got lucky. I just think that w- what Hardy said. I think that they they took care of. I think they've made significant progress. That the teams that were bad, they've they they've found a way to beat those teams. Last year they didn't beat all those teams. Last year they lost a. You know, like we I, like I I've made a big deal out of. Oh well, Tennessee was missing all their players. You know who was missing all their players in the game last year? San Francisco, and they came in here and decimated them. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference between this year and last year. I think they've made a lot of progress. Again, I know this isn't the night for it. People don't want to hear it, but I also don't think all is lost tonight. All was lost. Right. There's no putting lipstick on this one. Uh, I feel bad too. Uh, I don't know if it was up on the screen during the uh, the bad list there. But we got another new cartoon from uh, James McLeod. There it is. Doc. The uh, Patriots post-game show, <laughs> Bad List Generator. And it's uh, the cartoon, is if you're watching, you can see it on the screen there uh, with, the, with the side of it blown out. Two guys standing there. I'm sorry, boss. It just blew up halfway through the second quarter. That it did. It did. It did. Um, I mean, it was, it was blown up by then. At least there were a couple of goods early on, and after that there were no goods. It was all bad list. And really it was plays. I mean, you could sit there and say, well, you know, Kendrick Bourne, you know, he made, yeah. made, plays, made plays when it was 47 to 7 or whatever right. it was at the time. Like, just there, there was just really nothing. No. There, was, there was no juice tonight, especially offensively uh, early on. And, and, and then, I mean, especially defensively. And then offensively early on, they made all those mistakes. I mean, 12 men in the huddle. I mean, really? I, I just a delay a game, a false start, and 12 men in the huddle. That they, like, Was this like preseason game number two, or was it a playoff game? Like, and, and I, I want to ask you, Paul, because I, mean, I don't want to draw direct comparisons to 2009. Um, you know, we, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Just you know, the famous quote, I can't get these guys to play the way I want. Um, not to say that that's necessarily it, but like, I just have to draw the comparison to that team because I've never seen a team come out like that team came out in a playoff game and just get run off the field like that team did. So that that's kind of the common thread between those two teams. I don't know exactly what the common thread is of why they never seem to rebound from after the bye. They never seem to, you know, bring energy. It just it, it never looked after maybe the Cleveland game to me that like they really were like there to win a football game. It looked like they were kind of going through the motions down the end and that's what I can't put my finger on. And I know that that season, you know, necessitated a lot of personnel changes and all that, but I just wonder what's the real fallout from this and why why are they just not a physical, tough football team that doesn't beat themselves, the thing that you think that they always want to be, and they were not that. They consistently lost playing bad football, not good energy. It, it, I just that, that, to me, is what is, is most curious and how this season stands out over the last 21 years. Okay, le- can we grab Logan in Indiana before we uh, sure. break, Matt? Okay, good. Logan. Uh, Logan on the Patriots postgame show presented by Cyber Reason. What's up, Logan? Hey, guys. Uh, this is my first, was my second time calling in, but uh, I just want to say a few good things, and I, I just want you guys to give me a minute here. I do got a question at the end. I'll take it off the air. I thought McCordy played his ass off. I love that guy. I thought Hightower sucked it up, whatever. The defense sucked. The special teams is horrible. I love Gunnar Oseski's hit on that guy. I can't remember who it was, but that was a hell of a hit. Um, you know, one thing 
I made a comment on Facebook. Some guys was razzing me a little bit, and I said, let that rookie quarterback throw that rock because I personally felt like that was a great throw to uh, Aguilar. Or, uh, uh, yeah, but Micah Hyde made a phenomenal catch, uh, interception. But let that boy throw that football and let him learn and let him see if he can make a comeback. And uh, my question to you guys, and I'll take it off the air, whatever, but do you think that Mac Jones is playing above the talent around him? Uh, Because that kid, he missed Jacoby Myers in the back of the end zone, but he did put a bullet on that. He did throw a rifle in there. Yeah, he also threw He's it to the got, feet of Hunter Henry, who was yeah, in the corner no, of the end zone. I, at I the don't end of the think game. he was good in the game, a wide open. And, and I, 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 I certainly I, he was be well down the list of my problems tonight with the Patriots. Like my my first like seventeen problems would be defensive related, but no, I mean I agree with I, I agree th- with uh, Hardy. I thought he had some inaccurate throws. Um, I, I I thought. I thought he was fine. I thought again for the fourth time in these five games th- that they've lost. You know the the f- I, I don't want to call it a losing streak because it's no. four out of five. Got that one against Jackson, right? It's garbage time. Like the stats in the success is put up in garbage time, right? So I'm not going to overlook the fact that it's a shutout for the better part of two quarters. Like they they're kicking field goals on the last drive of the first half like three times in these games. I think they were shut out against Indy. They were shut out uh, until the last play of the half tonight. I think they had seven in Miami. You can't do that. Like, And the quarterback is the guy who's responsible. And the play that Hyde picked off was as good a play as a safety can make. Yep. It can also be true that the throw wasn't where it needed to be. Yeah. Mike said it live. Mike was the first one on it. He said the throw was late and it was and it was short, and it was. Like if the throw goes up to the uh, you know up over the top, I thought Aguilar had the guy. Yeah, um, had him for a was second. It, was it, it just Wallace? Hung a little bit too high. Mm, was it Wallace been, that he ran? Been. I think he got a double he move got and got yeah, behind right. him. He yeah. beat him. He thought he had him. I don't. And think I, th- he, I think yeah. if he puts it out in front or out over the outside shoulder, the t- there's nothing a safety yeah. can do. By the time Hyde comes over to help, uh, the, the, the play's over right. and, and he's again, in the back right. corner of the end again, zone. Again, Mac, not on, not on yeah. the, the list of problems tonight. Not now, high ha- on the list anyway. Ha- having said that, would you be shocked if they came out and threw more at the start of next season based on the, the way I, I think Mac throw, played here I the think end? they threw tonight. Yeah. I think th- I they think they came, came out throwing them all over the place in the first no, no, drive tonight. Not throw more than tonight. Throw more than they did if, as Mac was yeah. getting his feet wet I don't in the NFL. Think so I think they'll throw the ball probably yeah. a similar amount of times. Well, they're gonna what what they're gonna do? They is threw th- the ball thirty nine times in week one. I think they're gonna throw the ball as defenses will dictate. Correct. And, and they will. They will. I'm, I'm with you, Hardy. <laughs> that's what they'll that's do. That's what they do. Yeah. So. Um, we will step aside now and uh, continue with your calls. A lot of emails to get to here, webradiopatriots.com. And uh, we thank Cyber Reason. They are uh, the presenters here at the Patriots postgame show. Great defenders don't just play in the field. They're also protecting your company and data. Cyber Reason on a mission to end ransomware and keep your business undefeated against cyber attacks. Learn more at cyberreason.com slash ransom. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. 
It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. TouchView Interactive is here to support your hybrid learning, distance learning, and video conferencing needs with easy-to-use tools that allow end users to collaborate, interact, and present seamlessly. TouchView Interactive offers a comprehensive line of accessories and software to support your audiovisual needs. Outfit your classrooms and presentation spaces with the future of interactive display technology. Visit touchview.com for more info. Offered by the Oker's Company, celebrating 100 years of service and support. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. I had him on the good list twice. <laughs> well, so did I somehow. So oh, really? I somehow. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. All right, philosophy changes. This comes from uh, Philippe in Brazil. Uh, not a lot to love about that game. Uh, I think uh, that parting ways with some well-established players in the defense, and this includes J.C. Jackson, will be easier now after the bitter end of the regular season, the playoffs. So what do you think? Uh, I mean, there's a I lot of guys wanna, are not going to be back. Yeah, I don't want to overreact to this game because there's going to be tons of time to talk about J.C. Jackson of it all. But I think just if I were to overreact to this game right now, I would say that what's the point of – you know, franchising J.C. Jackson for one year when it feels like you're probably at least two to three years off on this defense. And would it be better to spread that money around, invest in some younger players and try to find the next J.C. Jackson and try to find the next Dante Hightower and, you know, kind of do it as a group effort? It's, you know, it's, it's just right now it's hard for me to say, oh, well, we got J.C. Jackson coming back, but, you know, we'll just figure out how to replace Hightower, McCordy, Van Noy, Judon, you know, I mean, well, Judon will be back, but, um, you know, I don't know. It, it, there'll be plenty of time to talk about that, but I just, I, I think there's a good question of, of, they need a lot, they need a lot, and I don't, I'm not sure if one J.C. Jackson is enough to really, you know, put them over the edge or, or to really make them much different defense if they don't have guys at the second level um, that can play the game the way it's being played right now because right now they, they they can't they don't you know I don't I don't even know what they were trying to do today I don't know what they were trying to accomplish because they accomplished nothing yeah I don't know I, I, I really don't know defensively what the- just listening to some as you um, try to get the uh, phone phone banks up to uh, up and working right? I know what I'm doing um, just reading some of the comments on Twitter uh, you know, David Andrews uh, Devin McCourty you know McCourty called it embarrassing um, th- it's there's sort of um I don't know I, I think Matt Matthew Judon said you know sometimes you got to give the other guys credit too like this almost like a, a resignation to it you know that's how I felt um which I'm not sure how I feel about like 
Like even well, in, even I, in post game, we're not. No, I, but you know what, Paul? At least like, well, all right. Like that feels consistent because you kind of played with resignation okay. tonight. Okay. You yeah. know. <laughs> uh, we go to Marty in Toronto. Okay, they've been on hold for twelve minutes. So if they're hanging up, I'm, I'm, we'll stop taking they're calls. They're drunk, they're drunk. If, you're, if you're if you're on hold somewhere, Fred is dying. For twelve minutes, and you I can't be on hold that so. long, then don't call in. Shepard in D.C. on the Patriots post game show. Hello, Shepard. Hey, Thank you for being Marty. there. Yes. Big fan. Uh, I listen to you uh, every weekday, 10 to 2. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, the, the defense looked really bad today, but I wanted to call about the offense. Um, I think Mac Jones has great decision-making and poor arm strength, uh, but I think that arm strength is kind of the one thing that you can teach in the NFL as opposed to decision-making. I think decision-making is a lot harder to teach. Um, and I just wanted to know about what you guys thought about his prospects in the future. I mean, he didn't look great today, but uh, like I said, I think his decision-making is there. I think his arm strength is lacking. So, I, I will reserve uh, my judgment until I see um, how he does improve that those, those kinds of areas because I have seen – I know there's a lot of people that poo-poo the arm strength thing. Like, oh, you don't need it. You know, that's not that important. I think we've seen time and time again all year long examples of when it matters. And and when how it's holding him in the offense back, so I do kind of agree. I don't necessarily think it's something that can be taught, but I do think it's something that can be improved upon yeah. with further strength training and whatnot, and and maybe improving his mechanics a little bit. It's mechanics yeah. more than yeah. it is yeah. actually like building up arm muscle. I think and decision making. Look, there was one last week on his on the you know the first drive on third down last week that was a poor decision that resulted in that pick. I yeah. mean and that's something that in will the come second, the second pick tonight, you want to say like what you know the final nail in the coffin, it's twenty seven to three. You get the ball coming out in the second half. You got a, I think you got a couple of first downs. He throws a ball to Hunter Henry when he was covered like a blanket, gets deflected by Matt Milano and picked off, I think, by Levi Wallace. Yeah. Like, that's a terrible play by Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I mean, I think Mac Jones was an average NFL quarterback this year, which I think is a compliment as a rookie. Um, he sure. wasn't – I mean, that's the numbers would tell you that. Yeah, he I, mean, was like, I think he was like 17 like, or something like that. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, so, mind. I mean, and I think that that – like I said, I think in the pregame show, I think that's why it's it's – tough for some people to kind of gauge him he has to improve no question but I mean I don't think it's wrong to ask yourself all right he's an average NFL quarterback that's great I would absolutely sign up for that a year ago where we were um but you know he's gonna have to beat Josh Allen at some point he's gonna have to go against a good Buffalo Bills defense you know that they've been building for a while he's gonna have to be able to you know when when the defense has games like this today we need some big plays and you know I think he did fine it was a a good really solid good year but uh, no question. I think he, you know, he'll he'll improve. I think his arm strength will improve, and I think it's all connected too with, you know, knowing where to go with the ball, being comfortable, planting your feet. You know, it's it's all kind of connected. I think so. I definitely think he can make strides, but I don't think it's wrong to question. You know, can he go from being an average quarterback who's kind of you know limited to how the game unfolds and what he's playing with to a plus player who can just make it happen? Obviously, we saw that today with Josh Allen, who is able to do it all by himself. Doesn't have to even be that good, but he needs to yeah, be better. And, and I think you're right about that, Mike. You know, saying like not not that you're looking for this, you know, what Josh Allen did, but I do wonder if he can improve on some of the things that we've seen. And and I I've been saying this mostly in the second half of the season. I don't know why everything has to be a referendum on the rest of the guy's life. Like every time he plays like can he be this? <laughs> yeah. Can he be that? Is he resigned to be this? 
I don't know. He's a rookie. Like, wh- you know, in the mi- wh- do we do this to like Baker Mayfield? Yeah. You know, do we do this to Justin Herbert? Can he be this or can he be that? Or you know, do we do this to every rookie quarterback? Like Andy Dalton took his team to the playoffs as a rookie. Mark Sanchez took his team to the playoffs as as a rookie. Did everybody say, yeah, but he'll never be X, Y, Z? Or did they all think that those guys were going to get better? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you feel like that, Hardy? Like, yeah, I, on, I, on Sports Hub, like, everything is like, you know, do you think he could be, uh, you know, I think he could be like Brady. Or, you know, I think he's, you know, he's going to be like uh, Chad Pennington at best. Right. Like, why does everything have to be a referendum yeah. on the guy's life? Right. Uh, right, right. Or it'd be like Matt Ryan. Uh, uh, well, I mean, go right. to the Super Bowl. He's not going to win. It's like... You know what's the ceiling? Is it Joe Burrow? You know, is it is it going to be? It's like I, yeah. elements I, of Joe Burrow. Shepard, thanks for the call. Um, I, because the, the only unacceptable answer, Paul, is I don't. I don't know. know. And you, you can't. Yeah, that you can't say. I and don't I don't know. like. Believe me, I'm an opinionated guy, as you guys know. I I don't like saying I don't know, but I don't. I yeah. don't know how he's going to improve. What I saw right now. He looks like those those guys, like Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton. Like I think he could be a good decision maker, who's going to be relatively safe. You're probably not going to lose a lot of games because of him, and you're also not going to win a lot of games because of him. Yeah. But that's now. Like he can improve immensely on that. Right. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, maybe Daniel in Iowa knows what's going to happen. Daniel, what's going to happen? Hey, how's it going, guys? First hey. time, long time. Thank you. Um, Paul, I just wanted to say, uh, the Niners did, when they beat the Patriots last year, they were fully healthy. Those injuries came. Oh, they were. Um, they had, a, they had, a, guy, they had a guy play running back that had never played in the NFL. <laughs> he came off the practice squad and ran for like 100 and something yards. Raheem Mostert the, uh, was Wilson, hurt. The Wilson kid? Raheem, Raheem Mostert was, was hurt in that game. Okay, but they had Kittle, they had Ayuk, they had Debo. Yeah, they had and and, anyway, and Jimmy was hurt in that game. He played hurt in the game. Yeah, Jimmy plays hurt now. By the way, isn't that, isn't that something about Jimmy? They they were they were badly shorthanded in that game. Something Wilson Jr. What yeah, Je- I think it's Jeff Wilson Jr. Right? Yeah. Something named yeah, Jeff Wilson. Who, yeah, <laughs> came off the practice squad and ran for like a hundred yards. I know he was great. <laughs> that was my point. I know, but you're saying they were injured. He, he wasn't a player. <laughs> De- Dearness Johnson right. played for the Browns and ran for 99 yards, too. And Deontay Foreman. De- I mean, Derrick Henry was still hurt. And Raheem Mostert was hurt. All right. Anyways, today's okay. game. Uh, All right. The, the play calling when they were down by 20 and 27 was just so infuriating. I get it. They don't have big playmakers. And they weren't coming back in that game winning, but... The 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 um, checking down and just dumping it off to the running backs is just so so infuriating. I, I, Did you I, not I, think they threw the ball more downfield tonight than they have probably in any game all year? Because I do. Uh, I mean, later on, I feel like after I feel like after it was over twenty seven, they did. But I thought I, the first I, I thought the first drive he threw a thirty yard at a um, Hunter Henry. He threw. Probably a twenty yard at a Bolden that he dropped, and then he threw a bomb in the end zone that got picked off. Daniel, I w- that I w- was all just on the first drive. Daniel, I'm not accusing the, the the Patriots of throwing the towel or anything, but when it's twenty to nothing and twenty seven to nothing, they know they're not coming back in that game. And okay, I, and I, so so Jeff Wilson, by the way, had played in two NFL games before he ran for hundred yards against the Patriots, and it was his third year. 
Okay. Well. Yeah, he played well. See, they weren't injured. He wasn't injured. He, no, no, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that I think that was Daniel's point. Uh, I'm sorry. That guy was sorry. Hurt. I misspoke. He had started two games. Oh, what? He had played in 16 games in his first two years. Oh, well, that's that, that is well, that is now different. You say that it. is different. Uh, Rashad in Baltimore. What's up, Rashad? <laughs> what's up? What's up? Um, well, I'm not going to talk about Mac because I don't really think Mac was the issue tonight. I agree. It 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 had to be the defense. They were like historically historically bad. Like all my life, I've never seen. Never seen that before. Never seen a defense. Just let them do what they want. Everybody, everybody got scored on. Rashad, that is the most level-headed assessment in this game so far tonight. Thank yeah. you. I'm with it, Rashad. I, I'm with Rashad, too. Yeah, yeah, you want to – and I'm not um, saying Daniel or anyone else is wrong to be upset with certain things offensively in the play calling. When the Buffalo Bills – took the ball and went down the field and scored a touchdown every time they had the ball and you never every stopped time. them and you never forced them to punt and they had how many th- how many third downs did they have to convert on tonight in the game like one of six mean, it felt like it might have been maybe three or four but i know it was like five six. or six it was six it was just like first down they would get nine or eight yards yeah. it would be always second and two second and three they averaged and nine yards per play you can't, you, yeah you can't get them you can't let them get third and three, third and four because even they get, uh, even they don't convert, they can go foot on fourth now. No, so that it was, just, it was it was ridiculous when it was twenty to nothing. They had already had fifteen first downs. <laughs> I mean, defense. If you if you if you want to if you want to hone in and focus in on something. Do that. We're going to talk about Mac. We're going to talk about his weapons. We're going to talk about the play calling. Fine, that's all part of it. Don't lose sight of what happened out there tonight the buffalo bills offense did everything they wanted to do quite easily for 60 minutes and the result was a 47 should have been 49 point (laughs) game that 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 everyone thought was a lot of people thought was going to go under 41 points total i mean don't lose don't don't lose sight of what happened there tonight. and that's and that's i i i i'm gonna have trouble getting past the defense to really you know oh, the bills didn't the have any trouble getting past the defense <laughs> that they did not Hardy. Mm-hmm. that they did not brett in syracuse hello brett hey guys uh, have me on yes um we're glad you could make the time what do you got for us yeah yeah um yeah i just want to say uh just a, just a horrible defensive performance i mean overall performance no one played well i thought the really i think that might have been Probably the worst defensive performance I've ever seen the Patriots play in my life. Again, I'm only 22 years old, so I haven't been around since <laughs> the whole franchise was around. But yeah, that was just that was embarrassing. Um, I want to say, and I want to. I think it was Paul who was saying this uh, about Mac Jones. How everyone just really just comes after his life about like after every game. Is Mac Jones going to be this? Mac Jones. I mean, let, let's be real. I mean, Mac Jones is a true. I mean, a true rookie in the NFL, and I think people are just hammer him after every single game he played. Like I said, I mean, we're the New England Patriots. We have high, high standards, but well, don't, I, I don't, don't you think part of that though is because they, on the flip side, when they play well, they compare him to Brady? Because I think that's why yeah, some yeah. of the other side comes out. Well, I think there's know, like I, a I, Mac I, mafia, and then there's like the the Mac haters that come out, and there's no real in between. Well, there's there's also Mac himself who is hard on himself, and people 
were t- there were people who said, oh, you know, he's being too hard on himself. And I said early on, I said, no, that is the that is the behavior of a guy whose team won. And this happened three times, I believe, during the seven-game win streak. A guy who, who was quarterbacking a team that won when he knows he had very little to do with that win. That's the frustration you saw out of Mac. So there were it was a I, I'm sure uh, kind of like a, a real roller coaster of emotions going on for him this season. I think he played well. Deuce brought it up. He ended up you know being like 17th in the league or something. That's really good for a rookie quarterback to be an average quarterback in the NFL is a huge accomplishment, and you don't look past that, especially for a rookie. But I don't think people were too hard on him. No, I think I, I, I think the opposite. Yeah, I, and and I think it's probably lean more to to Paul's point was that you know he was getting comparisons to you know other players who were much more accomplished and been in the league longer, and that's not fair. Either. And, I, and I my point I keep saying is I don't think it's fair to Mac. Like I think people have put an undue. Uh, expectations on him right. that he's Brady. Right. Well, Brady wasn't even a rookie, and he has better numbers. How many times have you heard someone tell you that he had better numbers than Brady in 2001? Yeah. Yep. Well, Because, I mean, obviously, if you look at the, the pure stats, the way they throw the ball now is so much different than the way they threw it then. The numbers are better, but the results aren't better, right. and the way that those numbers were compiled haven't been better. And I, I think it does a disservice to Mac. And, and I don't want to come off as a Mac apologist either. I, I'm trying to find, like, a, a, a middle ground. Yeah, but I think that those days are gone now. I mean, this season's over. And well, yeah, because he's over, not a rookie and anymore, He's not Mike. a rookie yeah. anymore. And, you know, we, we had that first year of getting to know you. And I think now we have a sense of, you know, where he needs to go, what he needs to do, what the team needs to do around him. Uh, and, you know, there's plenty of spots to talk about on offense. But, again, it's just – this specific game is just hard to get past the defense because I don't know any quarterback that would have won today with that defensive performance. Tony in Michigan says defense is a problem. Uh, Rich in uh, New Jersey said, uh, I feel the whole defense needs to be dismantled. Never seen anything like it. Also, Gunner seems to be a problem in the kick return game. Um, I agree with that. I agree with that. I kind. I don't of, think he gives them anything on kick returns. I mean, he's a decent punt no, returner. See, and, I, and I, I mean, not to do this again. I mean, I know he was an All Pro last year. No, he's a decent punt returner, <laughs> but he's, but he's but, not but, a good kick. But returner. he's a converted D two cornerback. Like, can we just get a guy that maybe plays some receiver and like I, I I appreciate the story and the heart and all that that he does and the versatility, but. You know, it's just it's it's not giving you plus plays, and I mean, it's just every time he carries the ball, I'm, I'm terrified he's going to fumble it. It just doesn't look natural, and and you know, again, it's just well, I, I forget what game it was. It might have been last game, but you know, remember he fumbled it like it was at the opening the, the punt return that he had where he fumbled it like out of bounds, like it wasn't a fumble. Yep, no, he but fumbled, it was, but it went out of bounds. But you know, it's the same thing, and it's just like those are the kind of plays where did did it directly affect. The team, what? No, was it a f- no? Because he never lost it, and that's it like just the, sets the. They're tone. so result oriented around here that the people lose sight of those kinds of plays. Yeah, and I'm seeing, you know, Matthew Slater is is, is at the podium right now. Yeah, uh, you know, you wonder if this is a last go round. He for won't him. talk about it. He yeah, says he doesn't sure want to disrespect gotta, the team. Yeah, he's got to. He's probably got to do some thinking about it. I'm sure. Yeah, he but. says I'm obviously closer to the end. We all know that, but adds that he doesn't want to disrespect the team by talking about his personal situation. But I, but I think it's it's you know a worthy conversation at this point with Slater and McCordy and Hightower. Uh, 
you know, Jamie Collins to an extent, just these guys who are who are kind of at the end, but I think are who are also the holdovers and the guys yeah. in the locker room who do that. How do we feel? You know, it, it, there's still an element of the old Patriots in there, the old Super Bowl champ Patriots. And I wonder, you know, obviously those guys are slowly going to come out, but is it just time to kind of move on? Like, you know, like, like not that they even have to forcibly do it. It probably is going to happen somewhat naturally. But, you know, I just – Part of what I like so much about Judon was just the freshness of not being attached to the expectations of the old Patriots team. And they're still, when they won those seven games, it's the immediate feeling of like, they're back. These are the Patriots. This is a Super Bowl favorite team. And it just loses all the context of who this team really was, which was a rookie quarterback-led team with a bunch of new offensive pieces and a defense, a veteran defense, that you were hoping could get you over the hump. They're on their way back, I would say. On their way back. You know, maybe. But, that was another Felgren Mazism. But you had to marry the two, and it, and it's just they they were like two ships crossing in in the night right. this season. Where you had you still thought, hey, Hightower going to come back this year. Maybe he's got a little bit more, uh, you know. Hey, Jamie Collins is coming back. Ah, he knows the defense. Hey, yeah, no, you know. But again, the, the the thing that just kills me is how frustrated I was with the boogeyman. And when they brought these guys back, I was worried that are we sure that these guys have something in the tank? Didn't we see this in nineteen that this was the end of the line with with this kind of crew? And yeah, maybe you could have pulled some out. Go ahead, Paul. Gunner fumbled three times. To your point, three times he didn't lose any of them. But it's still he had three fumbles. It's just not. It's not. It doesn't inspire confidence and. You know, again, they should be able to get more out these of these special teams. It's it's one thing to not get the positive scoring plays that you kind of jokingly expected with block punts and all that stuff that was happening constantly in 2019 and was a big part of that team that I think kind of made them a little bit made you think they're a little bit better than they were because they were getting so many plays on special teams. But you know, these plays that are hurting them on special teams, I mean, that's a whole other thing that that didn't really probably stand out as much today, but is probably just as much of a problem that needs to be addressed this offseason as the defense. Ken in Baltimore on the Patriots post game show. What's up, Ken? Hey guys, listen, listen. I've I've been a Patriot fan uh, since Tony Eason back in '85. All right, so uh, I loved him then, and and I love him now. Um, and I think big picture, and it's hard to look big picture after this, you know, uh, a loss we just got. But uh, big picture, uh, we had a, a rookie-led uh, team, and no rookie has taken their team to the Super Bowl. So really, what what were our expectations this year? And and I think our expectations should have been, um, hey, listen, did we make the right choice in the draft at quarterback? I think when you look back on this year, I think we have. I, I think don't we know. can build on that jump. Well, I, I, I think that's what we need to do. I tell you what, yeah, Ken. I still I, don't know. I, I haven't moved the goalpost. My expectations, you know, for a successful season were nine or ten wins, and a playoff berth would be yeah. icing, and a playoff win would be beyond my expectations. Yeah. But what, it, what 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 feels bad about it is that they limped in. They did not and then they got improve well, at the end of the season. Instead, they and lose. And then happen, what happened tonight. Like, you reasonably well, should have a, yeah, been able to expect to what, compete. That's part of it. You lose three out of four to end the regular season, and then, uh, not my words, not piling on, the words of the players, they get embarrassed in that postseason game. Yep. That's where there's a disconnect with, I should feel great. They met and even a little bit exceeded my expectations, but the way it fell apart at the end, yeah, that is that is difficult to yeah. to feel good about. And I agree with your 
feel good about your overall. general statement. And I think probably the most Patriot fans that follow the team closely would have said nine, ten wins, make the playoffs. That I mean, and that was me. That and and absolutely like when you look at it in that regard. Um, it was it was a successful season. Now I, but I think your, your hopes got raised because they had a, a win streak, and the other Buffalo and Kansas City were struggling. You had a chance, you know, and it felt like you were peaking. Like, oh, this is it's there for the taking. If this Patriots team wants it, uh, I don't want to say they didn't want it, but they sure played like they didn't want it. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm fine if uh, you want to call it a su- successful season. I, I I would still probably can you know, categorize it as a success because uh, I, I think that they were able to at least rise up out of the dregs of the NFL that they were last year and get themselves back in the picture. Now, it is disappointing, Mike, and I do think your expectations probably at some point, myself included, uh, rose a little bit than where you were at the start. Um, and then the way it ends, the way you said, Hardy, you know, limping into the playoffs and then not being able to really – compete i guess bill's uh press conference he, his overall theme he continued to say we couldn't keep up with buffalo tonight um that's disappointing but i i, I think big picture there's still like i said I, I i think you could say well you know we we were able to accomplish a lot of what we wanted to accomplish this year we got ourselves back in the picture in the nfl we're we're back on that side of the ledger we're not one of the rest we're still one of the playoff teams, yeah. and and I think there's something to to be said for that. Yeah, uh, we go to Robin in Florida on the Patriots post game show. Hello, Robin. Hey guys, um, I just want to say, I mean, is Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo the best you could put out there? You've got somebody upstairs in Patricia. He's won two Super Bowls. I'm sorry, I, I don't understand the, why the criticism of Steve and Gerard, and how Mayo is getting coaching opportunities after this atrocious defensive performance over the last four weeks is beyond me. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Have a good offseason. Thank Thank you. you. It's just amazing to me, like, seven-game winning streak. Bill took over the defense. You know, four-game collapse. Steve Steve Bell and Gerard Mayo. Is embarrassed. How's this guy getting it? You know. Yeah, I, I, I think the guy has an unbelievable life. He's not only the best coach in NFL history, <laughs> but on the rare occasions where things do not go right for said best coach in NFL history, no one blames him for it. <laughs> it's, it's not working. And I mean, and, and you know, I, I think we've talked a little bit about like, was this, you know, did they play up to their talent? I, I just think I think they're a, this is a more talented defense than they played at the end, and that to me is more of a red flag. I don't want to say that they that they had all this, you know, uh, top five talent uh, defense, but I, I think they were a better defense than they showed, uh, and I think that might be what's what's most disconcerting to me is just that they kind of folded down the stretch. They didn't really seem like they had any kind of fire or or fight to them. Um, and that 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 to me is is the biggest problem, and that's the thing that I'll be thinking about this off season because you can go out and get new guys, but if you're not missing, you know, if you're missing the formula, and you're going to have to recreate your leadership structure now with, you know, potentially guys like McCordy and Slater leave, and you know, it's a little bit of a vacuum. It could be a longer climb than you think it might be. Neil in Tennessee on the Patriots post game show presented by Cyber Reason. Hi, Neil. Hey, how you doing? Good. I got a two-part question. Okay, my two-part question is, do you think if we would have kept Stephon Gilmore, we would have had a better shot 
And do you think, as we call him, the boogeyman in the middle, he, he's been, like, they missed, like, you know, a couple of guys missed a couple of uh, uh, last year. And, like, they came back this year. Do you think, like, should we be, like, hoping for next season everybody make a boost, like the new guys that we got, should they make, like, get the playbook, like, um, Henry, I mean, um, Hunter Henry, and um, um, what's the guy from Tennessee that we got from Tennessee, the other tight end? John Smith. Nothing this year. Yep. Yeah, he didn't do nothing this year. That's why I don't remember nope. him. I'm sorry. No disrespect. But, no, it's all right. Um, um, no, he didn't. Right, well, let's uh, let's start with that. And Neil, thanks for the call. Let's start. Let's start with um. Let's start with Stephon Gilmore. I, wouldn't have hurt to have him here. It certainly would have helped. It wasn't going to be the difference tonight. It wasn't going to be the difference tonight. And but it would have helped to have a, a you know more depth in the secondary. Yeah, I mean, would it have helped last week in a closer game? At, you know, any of these games that were close that you lost. Okay, but to see what Buffalo was able to do tonight, and I just. It's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see what Buffalo looks like next week. Like yeah. because that was a clinic. That right. was a game that they just had it firing yeah. on most cylinders. And you wonder were they just so up for you know having the Patriots in a position where they could beat them and just put the hammer down, or is this team for real? Because if if that team is for real then Gilmore wasn't going to make a, a difference right. for the division or for a game like tonight. It, w- it wouldn't have mattered. They, yeah. w- they would have, you know, get, take away uh, 10 points, and they only beat you 37-17. It's still, a, it's still an absolute beatdown. Yeah. Yeah, he certainly would have helped. I mean, I, you know, I, I would have loved to have had a young corner. I think they were a, a young corner short all year. I mean, it came home to roost today because of the Mills situation. It was exacerbated, but – would it have made much of a difference? Probably not. Um, I just think once once you knew you weren't getting plus level play from your linebacking crew and your and your defensive ends and your outside linebackers, especially down the stretch, it, it really wasn't going to matter. And, what, and, what, what and was you going did on see, you know, they there were times like at the beginning of the game, the very outset, it looked very similar to the the game the day after Christmas here in Foxborough. Um, it looked like. You know, Allen had some time to sort of survey things, look around, Oof. make plays to his secondary guys. Had a couple of a touchdown. That the uh, by the way, he admitted that he was trying to throw that away. He, his intention was throwing that away. <laughs> he can't even like throw it away without throwing a touchdown. That's well, how well, that's da- how Dawson Knox just God. went up and caught it. He said, but you know that that was uh, he was that's, throwing it away. That's Ridiculous. Um, it makes me but, feel worse. But I do I, I do think that they tried some things that were different after that. I thought that they varied some of their pressure. Uh, there was a play that I think Miles Bryant came off the edge on a, on a blitz, on a corner blitz, and he just stood in the pocket, saw him coming, and was like, that guy's not going to be able to get me down. And he fired like a 20-yard bullet across the middle to a wide-open Cole Beasley. Yeah. And I, I just I wonder if, if Bill looks at this and says, like, like, right now, I don't have an answer for how to slow this guy down. Because right. like, I, I, like, I go back, and I know that people don't look at it this way, but this game tonight – the game the day after Christmas, forget the tornado game. Yep. Go back to the game last year on the Monday night in Foxborough. The game in Buffalo that was a lot closer than it should have been because Buffalo made a couple of really boneheaded plays that let the Patriots stay in the game. Go back even the year before when Brady was still here. Mm-hmm. That Saturday night game in Foxborough that decided the division, Josh Allen makes some plays in that game. He, he Matter of fact... I think it was um, Brown, John Brown, Smoke Brown, who mm. beat 
Gilmore on a bomb, just yep. an unbelievable throw by Josh Allen in that game. And at the end of the game, they had a bunch of third and longs that he converted. They went right down. They lost the game 24-17, but they went right down the field. They got goal to go, and then they, they, they heated him up a little bit, and he couldn't get that last touchdown. But Josh Allen has been a problem to the Bill Belichick defense for going on three years now, and I think people are just starting to realize it now. Yeah. We'll step aside momentarily. Bridgestone, the official tire of the New England Patriots, proudly sold at Sullivan Tire. Visit SullivanTire.com for locations and offers. It all starts TouchView Interactive is here to support your hybrid learning, distance learning, and video conferencing needs with easy-to-use tools that allow end users to collaborate, interact, and present seamlessly. TouchView Interactive offers a comprehensive line of accessories and software to support your audiovisual needs. Outfit your classrooms and presentation spaces with the future of interactive display technology. Visit touchview.com for more info. Offered by the Oker's Company. Celebrating 100 years of service and support. Football's back and it's time to go big. Pepsi pull pork sandwiches are game day greatness. Now we're ready for game day. Check out some more awesome recipes on madeforpatriotswatching.com. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. An active lifestyle means you never stop moving. That's why only Theragun devices are designed to release your body's deepest muscle tension so you can do the things you love. You only have one body. Make it a TheraBody. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. I don't know. This will be a great... Point of debate a week from now when the season's over and, and all right. dive into oh, all right. Oh, sorry. See, that's or two see. weeks. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Back at it on the Patriots postgame show presented by Cyber Reason. The Patriots season ends tonight. Their wild card playoff game against the Bills in Buffalo, 47-17. Taking your calls, we're going to hear from Bill Belichick here in just a few minutes. First, we go to Brady in Kansas City. Hello, Brady. Thanks for hanging on. What do you got? Uh, hi, guys. Uh, first thing I wanted to say is thank you so much for the show. I really appreciate it. I like I think all past fans do after we have a win or a loss. But I love coming to this show after and making all of your guys' takes are always pretty good. And I really appreciate everything you've done for the season so far. And I guess the end of it now. But well, thank, thank you, you so much, guys. Well, thank you. Um, my question, and I'll take it off the air, is what position specifically should we focus on for the off season? Uh, it seems like it's most definitely leaning towards the defensive side, but where specifically in the defense? I know a lot of talk about defensive backs since we lost some depth and also linebackers since we're getting older there, but where specifically do you guys feel we need the most? Thanks, guys. All right. Good question. Just uh, one position to focus in on in the offseason. What yeah. do you think it is? Um, I have three, but I'll let yeah. you, you well, uh, go first. No, I, you get one. I could have three, too. Um, maybe I'm a victim of the moment, but I'm going to start with, with linebacker just because I think uh, second level is where there's the most question and turnovers. Um, cornerback is not far behind, no question, but I think those two top the list for me. 
I go corner, offensive line, wide receiver. Um, in, in that order, I, I think they need a they need a really good young cornerback. Yeah, to, I, to build around, and and I think they um, they're going to need to replace uh, probably a tackle because I I think Trent Brown will probably be gone, and. I think they need a dynamic presence at wide receiver, and I think we've seen over the last four or five drafts now, you can get a playmaking wide receiver at some point in the second or third round. So that's it. And I, and I hear Mike Mike's uh, linebacker thing. Yeah. If they need to get a linebacker early in the draft, then that's a bad indictment on the recent drafts because um, they've drafted linebackers. And if, they, if they're not ready to turn it over to any of these guys, if Uche or – Winovich or Ronnie Perkins or any of these guys can't play to the point where they should be able to replace Jawan Bentley or Dante Hightower next year, that's a bigger problem than even we know right now. And I think that I'm not convinced that any of those guys are going to be any kind of those players to to step in and replace them. And that's that's why my my question is I just – those guys, to me, all look like third-down specialty pass rushers that they will not play on early down. So I, I have no idea what direction they're going to go. Linebacker, if it, you know, a couple of these guys you know, get healthier, get their heads out of their butts, th- that I, I'm not saying they couldn't use a linebacker because they could. I'm not saying they couldn't use a young corner to build around. They, they could, but they could also, you know, the franchise JC and at least have one side of the field figured out. I, I'm asking this legitimately. Do the Patriots right now – or does Mac Jones right now have that stick mover, chain mover, slot receiver guy that he can go to, like Brady Ed Edelman yeah. and Welker before him? And if even if he did have him, can he utilize? I think him? that's all he has is those kind of chain moving kind of. Th- he doesn't have any dynamic presence. I think he has um, Bourne that gives him a little yak. Bourne and gives he has him a Myers little. in the slot that gets first downs. Yeah. I mean Myers had like eighty five catches. So Myers yeah. Myers is is probably. A, a good enough answer what they're using right now for him in that role. Yeah, now, I, here's the thing. I, I don't want to say that he's Edelman in his prime or he's Welker, uh, dare I say, in his prime. Not, fa- not he's fair, He's a dif- right. different kind of slot receiver, but he's been productive and effective. Yeah. I, I mean, think that they're missing the other stuff. Right. Okay. I, I mean, I think the comp for him is Jabbar Gaffney, and I think Jabbar Gaffney was always great as that, like, third, fourth guy, which I think, you know, Jacoby would be. Perfect. I, I Perfect, would just, Mike. You know, would love to see – you know, Waddle, we've talked plenty about him, but just somebody like Edelman had that plus quickness that you just knew could get open. And as much as I like Myers, I think he's a good possession receiver. I don't think he has that shake and bake, get open right right away kind of thing. I just think they need, like, you know, along Paul's lines, somebody with some kind of plus something. Quickness, speed, speed. It's speed. They need it's that. something it that goes, can. Yeah, it just, they need a dynamic all... presence at that spot. And I think they need a corner, like I said, with or you know, you had mentioned the J.C. Jackson, yeah. like with or without Jackson. Okay, yeah. Like if they right. franchise Jackson, I still take a corner in the first round. Okay, all right. And, and if they get rid of, uh, if they end up losing Trent Brown, you know, that that's that's something that's ne- going to need to be addressed early oh, yeah. in the draft too. Oh yeah, Nick in Canada, what's up, Nick? You're on the Patriots post game show. How you doing? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. All right. We've been uh, okay. So I, I have two questions. One on both sides of the ball here. Um, my my first question about the offense is like, John Smith. Like, I, I felt like when they signed him, they were going to run like a Gronk Hernandez kind of offense. And it feels like John Smith never lived up to the potential. What do you think they do with him? 
I mean, I think we all kind of thought that, and I think we were all mistaken for thinking that because they signed receivers too. And I mean, just because they signed two tight ends, I think we all assumed, oh, that's you know, that's always where they want to be. That goes back to like the running joke: Belichick drafted tight ends way back in the day. I just, I don't know if that was ever part of the plan. Do I think you have that they the numbers, Mike? You, I know you keep track of personnel numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell me what the numbers were using those two together? Like, I, I don't know. Like it just felt like John, like John o. Smith had his struggles early with a couple of drops and stuff like that, and then it seems like he was never really part of the offense. And then no, it he, seemed like they had to. De- you're right, Nick. I agree yeah. with you. I th- I felt like they had to really design everything that they went to John o. Smith with. Like he had to have a screen, or I'm going to hand it off to him. They played more. 21 with a fullback. So two running backs with a fullback. They played 18, well, 19%. 12 personnel, two tight ends, 15%. The highest was, was and 11. Like, and, it's like, and just like when you're dedicating that much money to like John Smith, it's just like it's yeah. frustrating. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no question. No, but he played. It's just they didn't use two tight ends. Like e- either he was on the field yeah. or Henry was on the field. Right. But and they weren't on the field. They were only on the field 15% of the time when you're together. When you're getting that much money to two tight ends, like you gotta, you got to play them. Yeah, I mean, it's there's I, no I question. Four years, $50 million to John o. Smith right Do now. Do you have their individual like play times? I don't have that. Okay. Because I think they both played a lot. Snap totals. Yeah. They just didn't play together a lot, according to that. They yeah. only played 15% right. together. Nick, thank you for the call. Um, let's grab uh, Lance and Korea before we uh, hear from head coach Bill Belichick after the uh, <laughs> loss tonight. Go ahead, Lance. What's going on? Hey, thank you guys for taking the call. I uh, really feel like you're here for the fans tonight. Probably not a fun place for you guys to be. I know it's late. I yeah. missed I missed the beginning of the show. I was out mountain biking to take the sting <laughs> away a little bit. No. <laughs> Well, he must definitely um, be in South Korea. So definitely the <laughs> you worst. Can't so. You can't bike in North The worst Korea. playoff game of Bill Belichick's career. Definitely the worst playoff game. Would you say it's the worst game ever? A Bill Belichick team, the worst game ever. I don't uh, mean it's it's in a small small handful I mean, in terms of uh, margin of defeat. It's it's in the top. Yeah, it, I mean, what did they lose? Forty-seven to seventeen. I mean, it's. I think they lost a game. Uh, I mean, obviously the Bills beat him that year in the opener, thirty-one to nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you think of very many others they lost by more than thirty-one points? No, I mean I, the only other game I think well, of is the Ravens' 9 playoff loss, where that the would be Ray one. Rice took the, the opening the, run. You know, took, the Chiefs game when the Patriots weren't good anymore, according to Trent yeah, Dilfer. Right. Yep. That, 40, uh, 41 about 14. Those, those two games as well. Yeah. I mean, this is on a very small so, list of worst defeats uh, in Patriots history. Well, Belichick, Patriots. So here's 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 my question, real quick, and and I'll take it off the air um, because it's already tomorrow here. Um, it's, tomorrow. it's tomorrow here, here too. too. For the sake of Bill Belichick's legacy, would you retire right now, or would you do this for five more years? Let's just imagine that for the next five years, it's going to be the same. We make the playoffs, but we don't really contend. We're one and done. We missed the we missed the playoffs one year, so for five years more, would you do this or would you retire now? Because if you think about what fans would tell themselves right now, they would say, "All right, he retired. Thank you, Bill. We had Cam one year and we had a rookie quarterback." Or what would fans tell themselves for seven years of kind of 
you know, in, in five years later. So anyway, I'll take the call off the air. Thank it's, you guys. It's interesting. It's horribly depressing. I kind of wish you had stayed mountain biking for a little <laughs> while longer because you think about it. And, you know, there were people who were saying like, you know, the Patriots might be the third best team in their division. Once you look at the bills and you don't know what the, you know, Zach Wilson is going to be like, could be the dolphins. Well, I, I, I think right now it's it's a clear and obvious choice for the best team in the AFC East, and they would be the favorites next year right away. And the Dolphins may not be great, and the Dolphins certainly having their shakeups right now. You don't know what's going on, but they beat you twice. And I mean, you were one and four against those those two teams. I, I mean, is it is it gonna is it gonna totally turn around for for Bill in the rest of his time here? We we see how quickly things change. Then again, they really don't. To Paul's point, Josh Allen has been good for a couple few years now, and this shouldn't be a huge surprise. Maybe a surprise to people who thought the Patriots were throwing dirt on their graves after they beat them in a in a hurricane in in their they first bro- meeting. They, they broke them. They broke them. Oh, they destroyed another team. No, they they they've been coming Apparently on for a while <laughs> they're coming into their own now as of tonight it would Maybe seem they broke their quarterback by only allowing him to throw three passes and i don't know that they're going anywhere anytime soon so if you're bill belichick what do you want to do yeah well i mean it seems like he's still got the energy for it um you know, it's it's. I mean, it's another sizable challenge. I mean, I think last year you looked at it with the quarterback being the big piece of it, and and that was the big question. But I think now it's the reality of, it's not just the quarterback. And really, I think you know what people are probably starting to realize now, where everyone's like, "Well, this is year one of a rebuild." I I, I don't really see it as year one of a rebuild. Like maybe on offense, it's year one of a rebuild, but like defensively, this is about year eleven of, of a lot of these core guys who have been here. So. You know, it's it, they, they, he's going to have to rebuild the defense again. That was one of the most interesting things to me when he had Brady, when I started jumping into this. That was one of the storylines that drew me into, like, how is he going to do this? You got Tom Brady. How do you rebuild, you know, a, a dynasty defense from Brewski and Harrison and McGinnis and all those guys? And obviously he was able to do it, but it took some time, you know, and, and, and they were able to, you know, maintain the, the stay floating while you know with Brady through 10 and 11 and 12 and then you know you start to pile up the success in the draft and it turns around and in 14 you're able to get over the hump but uh, I again I just I think what they do in the defense this year is is, is going to be really interesting how do they approach it with this as the taste in their mouth from this game and you know you got to think a lot of their moves when they do moves this summer this offseason how does it directly correlate to slowing down Josh Allen and the Bills? I mean, that's where you're at now. All right. Let's let's uh, let's hear from the head coach here, Bill Belichick, after uh, the season ends for the Patriots tonight in Buffalo, 47-17 the final. Here's the head coach. Team not executed well, and we just couldn't, just couldn't do much anything. So uh, we'll just pick up the pieces, go back to work here, and uh, need to find a way to be, you know, more competitive. Coach Greatness, Mookie Hawkins, Ruffles Sports today. I think he did a very solid job this year with this team, but uh, with new additions and injuries equals lack of continuity. So overall, how would you, uh, what do you have to say about this 2021 Patriots team? Yeah, I'll deal with that later. I was kind of focused on the game here. Bill's execution, defensively, you feel like the effort was 
necessary level tonight for your defense? Yeah, I said we couldn't keep up with them tonight, and we couldn't. With uh, defending Josh Allen, did you guys try different tactics this time, or is he just too tough to take? Yeah, they were too much for us tonight. Does seeing how the team kind of sputtered to the finish line here, does that change the way you might want to approach the offseason? Just focused on the game tonight. Bill, was that one of the best offensive performances you've coached against in your career? I don't know. They played well tonight. Bill, was there any thoughts to receive the opening um, kickoff when you wanted to? Yeah, we got two choices. We chose to defer. Bill, how much did the, uh, the momentum stop one offense in that first drive of the play that, that high made on that interception? It seemed like you guys were moving the ball pretty nicely. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of plays that didn't go well tonight, so I guess it's a pretty long list. players and activate other players, same as they always do. Based on the rules, I think that's what every team does. They elevate as many as they can to 55 and then make game time to soon. But maybe not, I don't know. You know. But that's what we did. Joe, any thought uh, early on? You got down a couple of scores, but you had a fourth and short there early in the game. Any thought you know, to go in a first uh, situation? Yeah. I don't know. Coach, uh, what do you have to say about Josh Allen? So we couldn't keep up with them. They were great tonight. Talk about wrinkles earlier in the week. Was there anything new from Buffalo in those first few drives? Uh, they do a good job. And uh, they're well coached. They play well fundamentally. And they executed. They executed well tonight. So uh, they do a good job. We didn't play well tonight, yeah. It was one of many good plays that they made and that we didn't make.
final question? They played well. We didn't. They deserved to win. Wow, particularly salty. Um, thank you to Microsoft, by the way. Um, and uh, Microsoft is our proud partner here. Microsoft Windows 11, the official operating system of the NFL and the New England Patriots. The all-new Windows 11 is here to bring you closer to what you love, like the Patriots postgame show. Learn about all the awesome new features of Windows 11 at Windows.com. He mentioned a couple of things specifically uh, more than once at the beginning. Um, he was asked about the effort, and he said we couldn't keep up with them. He said they were too much for us. We couldn't keep up with them. Yeah, he said it several times. To me, that right. sounds like speed, and that sounds like talent. It sounds like speed, talent, and strength. I mean, just you know, you just they were too much for us. That strength, yeah. we couldn't keep up with them. That speed, and you know, when you talk about yeah. talent and execution, well, that's talent. I mean, it's really the 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 trifecta of things that will result in a in a blowout loss in the playoffs when you are uh, overmatched in speed, talent, and strength. That that's what happens. And he didn't let himself off though. Like you said, everything was bad—the coaching, the player, and everything. But it's. Yeah, couldn't keep up with them. Couldn't keep up with them. Yeah, I mean that's. I, I mean, I, I don't know if that's coach speak for we got dominated, but I mean that's you know that's pretty much what it was. I, I, I I'm still kind of shocked by it all. I'll be you know probably try to dip my toe into watching a little bit of it again tomorrow to to just try to get a little bit more of a sense of of how bad it really was. If there were specific things that you know jumped out, but it's just it's it's hard to know where to start because. Yeah. They, I think it didn't do anything. As I mean, it's forty-seven seventeen, and as bad as you think it was, I think it's going to end up being worse when you watch it tomorrow. <laughs> I think it is going. I think you are going to really take in that nine yards that they averaged per play. The fact that once again <laughs> they did not have to punt all game. Every time they had possession really of the ball, amazing. it yeah. resulted in a touchdown. It's just. Yeah, well, I mean, these kind of scores, oh. as, as Paul said earlier, I mean, these are the you know the scores the 07 Patriots used to hang on teams, and you know, you used to think, oh, the hapless Dolphins, and and you know, just touchdown after touchdown. It's like this was supposed to be a playoff game, like this was supposed to be a divisional rival that you'd seen twice in the last month that you knew that last time you saw them they were going up and down the, on you on your home field on you and taking the division out of your hands. Um, and that's, you know, again, it's just <laughs> you go down this rabbit hole talking about it, and it's it's hard not to be surprised and frustrated all over again. Let's uh, check in with John, who is uh, right here in Foxborough. Hello, John. You're on the Patriots postgame show. What's going on? Hi, Mike. Paul, Hardy. It was a pleasure this year listening to you. You kept me very um, late at night cleaning. You guys kept me once again. Oh, thank um, you, sir. Feeling good. Appreciate it. Thank Being you. Being a fan since 1978, it dawned on me, and this is going to smell, uh, say, sound very smug um, and naive, but I sat there and I turned to my wife after we were getting our Turkish kick, and I said, yeah, it's pretty hard to get to the AFC Championship game. <laughs> and considering I used to always say the AFC, it, the season starts at the AFC Championship game. <laughs> so it's a hard loss, but... Um, you know, it really is. I, I took it all for granted, didn't didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we at did. least you can laugh yeah. about it, John. All right, thank you for the call. Um, 
there, there are a lot of emails coming in about talking about re, com, completely blowing up and revamping and re, retooling the defense. Did yeah. we feel that way during the win streak? Now, you, you can say what you will about Mac and how the offense performed. And, yeah, they, they, they did hang some, some 40 burgers. You know, they, they, they had some big points. But the defense, I, I think, played pretty well in a handful of those games to the point where – and I know the opponent, Paul. No, they didn't. But, well, no, I think there, was, there were games that they took, took advantage of bad opponents. Yes, you're right about that. But uh, win, lose, or draw, they, they, they're going to need to revamp the defense. There's a lot of age over there, yeah. and those guys are going to be free agents. You're not going to be able to retain them. I'll say I, I have my concerns at 2-4. and four. With, with these guys because the, the old guys weren't making plays. And then they started reeling off the wins, and they were getting turnovers by the bushel. And, Van and I think that's started an under- making plays. Van Noy started making – you know, Hightower was sticking his nose in. The turnovers in. especially. The turnovers were huge. And, and you know, you look Fools down gold. the stretch of, of what it is. And, again, I mean, I this believe is they, always – I believe they forced one turnover, Mike. Correct me if I'm wrong. Other than in these four losses, don't cast John, don't count Jacksonville. They got three there. Uh, yeah, no, no, you're no right. in the you're four right. losses, no, they got one. They got I one against they had the Colts. One. They got one against the Colts, then none against the Bills. Three against the Jags, none against the Dolphins, none against the Bills again. So you know, you look at the at the win streak, and it's you know three, two, three, one, four, four, one. I mean, it's just consistent. Um, I think that was part of the smoke and mirrors of them. Uh, I, I do think that they made some plays there in the middle. I think Van Noy had some good games. Um, you know, of everybody, I think he showed he still had a little bit in the tank. So did Collins, but it just never all came together. They never, I mean, never did Josh Allen for a second look like he was flustered no. or under pressure, or it just looked like seven on seven back there. And he's kind of biding his time. Oh, I think I got to get out of the pocket now. Well, there, there's a guy. I did got you him. ever see a guy so comfortably roll out of the pocket? <laughs> oh no. my god! Continuing right. to look for for plays, right? but but he does that. It's not just the Patriots. He does that against. You know, he's he is. That's that. That's the quarterback yeah, that he is, and it, yeah. he's good. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from it, but no. I'm just saying, like, even on the plays where he doesn't have something right away, it's not like he's sprinting out of the pocket, you know, rolling to the sideline, and then uh, I got nothing. I'll just throw it away. It's like, well, that toss I'll up, just meander over here for a little while, and yeah. someone might pop open. The 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 toss up that he had to Knox, which you said he 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 I guess, said. I, yeah, I'm just going off of what I read on Twitter. I guess the people said that uh, he had mentioned that he was just he was just throwing that one away. He had all day on that one, but it was also kind of like a scrambling all day. He's moving around and he had a lot of time, but you know, it, I don't think as an NFL quarterback you ever feel comfortable holding the ball that long. And he's moving around and it's just. I don't know. He was. Um, he's just so big. He's just got a confidence about yeah, him. That, yeah, he's you not know, afraid to take it's, a hit. It's, it's like he feels like if a guy's getting close to him, he's big and strong enough to just at least push the guy or buy himself some time. There's just, you know, there's an element of physicality to him and and of arm strength and and confidence in his arm strength that, you know, he can get the ball to anybody he needs to get it to, and, and clearly he can. We have a ton of emails, and we're not going to be able to get to most of them, but uh, there are the you know the fire bill and the get rid of the coaching staff. Yeah. And after a defensive performance last night from a defensive-minded head coach, I get it. But this is where it goes too far in the other direction where you have to remind yourself, don't turn to, into this spoiled Patriots Brad again, you know, that you know takes for granted making the AFC championship. You went 10-7 and seven and made the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. 
and and that was you know th- and again yeah, from it the sucks start tonight but that's that's what you got to keep your eye on i think that's the 30,000 right. foot view i'm not read anybody want to fire the coach tonight no, what are you in, a, in this room what are you in a rush to no but i do wonder if the coach might look like who was the caller that was talking about the next 5 years mm-hmm. and maybe if he's looking at it, it's like okay so i got i got him a quarter you know i got him a quarterback and he looks good and I don't know. Maybe I don't know how much better he's going to get, but I'm going to get out now. And right. That way, if he doesn't get that much better, yeah. the guy who replaces me gets the blame for it. Yeah, I think uh, I think the telling thing will be if, like, next week we look up and Bill Belichick's down at Middle Tennessee working out some random oh. linebacker, then you're going to, like, he just, he's still in it. Like, he doesn't, that's, and that's, no what quit. I, that's what I expect. There's no right. quit in him. You I know? don't think that he looks like a guy who is planning on hanging up the whistle anytime soon and I don't think he's interested in going to anywhere you know any other place I know there's like anytime the Giants job opens everybody right. immediately says do you think do you think I don't think I, I don't think he has any interest in the Giants job I, I think that um, he'll be here and I, I think at least another couple of years anyway I don't know if I would say five but you couple know, two. two yeah sure. Bobby in Pennsylvania Patriots post game show hi Bobby hey guys how's it going good Hey, I appreciate you guys all year. It's like everybody else. I'm going to try to talk about something else than everybody else has tonight. Um, it's really unfortunate to see how, how uh, Matt Gion has uh, played down the stretch. Didn't really do much tonight, just one solo tackle. Um, what do you guys think about uh, looking down the future? Um, try not to dive in the offseason because I know you guys have shows all dedicated for that. But um, what do you think about Patricia coming back at her sideline next year and taking back over the defensive calls and then maybe potentially letting – uh, I always can't. I say his last name wrong, but the special teams guy, Chad. What do you think about letting maybe bring Judge back and letting him correct some of that? Mm. I, I think all that. I think they messed up that we had the special teams this year. All them bad yeah. calls and bad penalties and three block punts. Thanks, guys. I'll take it off the air. Thanks, Bobby. Yeah. Thanks, Bobby. I I think that's possible in both 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 situations. Um, I don't know if Joe Judge is interested in coming back. Now he was a head coach. So does he want to be a special teams coach again, or does he want to go somewhere and be a coordinator? I don't know. Um, Matt Patricia, I think, is an interesting one. You know, does he take more of a specific coaching role next year? I think a lot of that would depend on the coaching staff staying in place. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's. I mean, you've kind of painted yourself into a corner with your your son as the de facto defensive coordinator. What's going to happen with Mayo? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's. Something has to change on the defense, and it's not just the personnel because clearly they had no answers for Josh Allen. They had, I mean, two games looked exactly the same. No matter what they did, they didn't have any answers for him. So, you know, it obviously starts with Bill, but I I mean, I just, I think that something has to change. And whether that's, you know, coaching change or a philosophical change that, you know, and again, I think a lot of these things are forced just by the guys whose contracts are up and and you, you, you can't. You know, go back to what what it was. So I think they're going to have to turn it over. I just I don't know what degree the changes are going to be, but I think they need to be you know fairly extensive. We're going to grab a quick call from Tony in Canada before we step aside. Final time, Tony. What do you got for us? Hey guys. Uh, well, this is kind of the game I envisioned for tonight. Uh, I everything you said about Josh Allen being just too physical, too big. Um, I agree with. Patriots are going to have to find a way to solve that issue right there. I don't know how you stop someone like that. I know the smaller quarterbacks that like to scramble, you'd you'd make them pay for it, and you'd hit them hard enough that, you know, 
they get up limping, but Josh Allen isn't somebody I, I don't think that they can do that to. And lastly, I just want to say, hey, thanks for a great season. I really enjoyed your show. And, uh, I feel like everybody's breaking up with us. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, it's I got not you. It's me. We're still going to have shows during the week, yeah. guys. Patriots unfiltered. Tuesday. And thank you, Tony. I got a nice email here from Spee saying uh, thanks for everything and hope everybody's back next season. That's nice. I just, uh, yeah, that Patriots unfiltered. You guys back on on what on Tuesday? We'll be, uh, we'll yeah. be there on just, Tuesday. Tuesday. This is Tuesday. how I feel. I, I, I'll go in and do Felger and Maz on Wednesday, and then when the hour's over, they're like, "All right, thanks a lot." You know, I'm like, "Well." well Whoa, 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 whoa! Well, what happened? What happened was, <laughs> like, I, I was on the show for like uh, like twenty five weeks in a row, and I was I'm not on the there show you anymore. You're not on the show anymore. What happened? That's right. <laughs> what happened? All right. Um, like, I feel like they break up with me. No, but and then they break up with me, and then I go home. But then, <laughs> but, but then they home. they beg you to come back. Uh, you know, every August. Uh, Bose is the official sound and official headphones of the New England Patriots and the NFL. Bose Quiet Comfort Earbuds. Rule the quiet. Learn more at Bose.com. We'll be back to wrap up the Patriots postgame show presented by Cyber Reason after this. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes Cyber Reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. Pull pork sandwiches are game day greatness. Now we're ready for game day. Check out some more awesome recipes on madeforpatriotswatching.com. An active lifestyle means you never stop moving. That's why only Theragun devices are designed to release your body's deepest muscle tension so you can do the things you love. You only have one body. Make it a Therabody. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. Just when I thought that game couldn't go any worse with all the injuries, uh, also Christian Barmore, I guess, took took a cart off to anyone who didn't know that. So if you you needed an extra little bit of terribleness to this game, there's the frosting on the cake right there. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Somebody asked, uh, it was Albert Breer who said, did anyone get asked in a post-game press conference any comments, questions about the uh, events of the Kendrick Bourne touchdown? <laughs> and somebody said, who is not an NFL writer as far as I can tell, one Kumar at uh, NFL, said the an NFL memo that went out right before the press conference said, don't ask. Now, I don't know if that's... You don't talk about marital aids. Wouldn't that have been leaked? If somebody said, if there was an actual memo from the NFL. Well, I mean, in all seriousness, I don't know. Like, what do you ask? Like, what's the, I mean, what's the question? 
I mean, there's a lot of stuff that gets thrown. I mean, hey, too. Kendrick, did you happen to see? No, 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 like, no. You wouldn't ask any of the Patriots players. It's a fun, goofy question you ask of a, you know, somebody who's loose and ready to celebrate and laugh and have a good time. Somebody asked one of the okay. Bills players. Okay, yeah. you sold me. So now if I want to do that, I'm really not going to ask the question because the NFL put out a memo. Please. Okay. I would. I would. I mean, if you want, if you really wanted to ask that question, like it sounds like you do, would I you have not done it because the NFL put out a memo? I don't. Didn't know. I don't know what I would ask. I'm not. Obsa- I'm not. Yeah, obsessed I'm not obsessed with, with it. it. Like I agree. some people. That's how I. That y- y- correct. <laughs> we're, we're pointing at you, dudes. Deuce. I know. Just it. <laughs> Freeze it. Pause it. Can we zoom <laughs> on these? It was weird, man. Oh. Uh, Todd is in Maine on the Patriots postgame show. Hello, Todd. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, good, good. Not uh, really. So, Paul, man, <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that uh, Bills are the man. And uh, on top of that, I started off my list of three drop passes, first drive, Bolden especially, Micah Hyde interception, just a good play. Then it stopped. And then <laughs> I was just completely shocked at how bad the Patriots played all night, um, including the 9.63 seconds of Josh Allen in the pocket before he threw to Dawson Knox in the end zone. And then um, top it off, I just had a quick question I don't know if you guys had covered it or not, um, but if uh, in Harris, when he was in the second quarter, he pitched out um, on third down, and yeah. the Bills player a defensive lineman beat him, him to the corner sideline. Yeah. I didn't know if you guys had noticed that at all. Oh yeah, we absolutely noticed it. It was, yeah. I mean, it was I remarkable. Think it was, I think it was Mario Addison. It yeah. was a defensive lineman beat him to the. To the to the edge, and, and I thought that was we that thought, was an interesting play. And we thought he was close to the first down. He was about a yard short. Yeah, he was about, it was it was a good distance short when you saw the replay. David in New Hampshire emailed in and said, "How can you be surprised? At this did you see the injury list for the Patriots?" <clears throat> yeah, Jalen Mills didn't play. <laughs> I mean, you guys been telling me your left tackle stinks all year. You've been writing in every week. So now the left tackle doesn't play, and now that's why you lost. Well, but all I these guys are banged up. <laughs> Everybody else is banged up, Paul. You got it. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, Joe in uh, Florida uh, says, uh, "Great pre and post game all year, guys." Um, he makes a lot of points, but he says the last one I think is the most interesting. He said, "Normally, the defensive coordinator would be fired after a game like that one." Anyway, thanks for the great year, <laughs> Joe in Florida. He's not wrong. I, I well, could could you see a, d- a defensive coordinator getting blown out from another team after a performance like that in a in a wild card game on a one off for the team that had the second ranked defense in football? No, honestly, right? No, but I just I mean I still think it's part of a trend that now a culmination of a break. year that they you know they won every game you know forty one thirty eight and then you you got blistered in the playoffs and lost. Yeah, I could see that, but I mean. <laughs> I, I understand what the point is with the you know the coordinator de facto anyway being the coach's son. Oh, I've d- I d- wasn't even thinking about that aspect of the question. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't I don't think that a lot of teams would fire the coordinator because they had a terrible collapse in the last game. But 
something. What about in the last month of the season? Yeah, I, I don't think the defense is very good. I, I've been pretty consistent with it all year. I think they beat up on very bad teams with no offenses that can't can't punch back. All right, uh, Jake in Boston. What's going on, Jake? Hey, Hardy. Oh, it, it's is your it, guy. It's the it's Jake in guy. Bo- Oh, the Jake in Boston. Hello. Yeah, hi, boys. Uh, there are not enough billboards after this one. Uh, to your conversation, though, the difference between Bill Belichick and an actual dictator is that dictators aren't afraid to make the move, which is to cut loose your kids. Uh, you have a bevy of 35- to 40-year-old head coaches in this league right now that are thriving. Uh, whether it be Zach Taylor today, whether it be, uh, you know, you know who in Los Angeles, whether it be Matt LaFleur, and Steve Belichick can't even get an interview to advance his position elsewhere. And that tells me all I need to know about Steven Belichick as a coach, where he could be the hottest commodity on the market if he believed that daddy was staying there and, you know, he was going to look elsewhere, like the Shanahan's. Or Ryan Schottenheimer. Like, there is a history of these kids going elsewhere and succeeding and thriving and moving up the ladder, and he has not gotten any calls yet. And I think that is the most damning indictment well beyond what you've seen over the last month or the last couple of years. All right, Jake. Thank you. Um, love him or hate him, Jake brings it. He's, he's got his points. He's, he's, he brings up his uh, opinions. Is he one of your guys on the uh, He calls the sports hub. The hub? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he also put a billboard out on uh, Route 1. Why? Um, with the owl. Do you remember the owl? Oh, yeah. 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 Hardo. <laughs> he's intense. Yeah. You see, you can't a- wait to get rid of Bill Belichick, huh? Can't wait. Um, <sighs> Just ready to jump into that mix. Find a new head coach. Was you could make an argument that every team has a unique coaching situation, but yeah. let's face it, some are more similar to others. This is a unique situation here. With, you know, the, the, the coach that you have in place and his son on the staff in a prominent position. And uh, I, I guess I, I'm not shocked that the coordinators here, A, are sometimes not even named as coordinators, or B, they don't get the same opportunity. Josh McDaniels, as far as I know, still hasn't been asked to interview yet for a head. Now, he said he was going to wait until the season was over, so he could start right now. But, you know, Josh McDaniels hasn't gotten a call yet. Yeah. You know, it's 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 very strange. It is. It is. I mean, and, you know, you wonder, like, why Mayo's getting calls and, and Steve isn't. And, and I don't. I mean, it's just it's all weird anyway because there's no real, like, titles and you don't know who does what. And it might be a little bit easier to figure out if, if they actually would give people titles. But... I, I don't know. It just it has uh, I, like I uh, will uh, say uh, that from afar. I as much as I love Gerard Mayo, I don't know what exactly he's done to warrant head coaching consideration. Um, I don't know either. I just know that he is. You know, his name gets mentioned. So no, no, he's he's uh, which which one is Chicago? Which one was he? Uh, Houston, Denver, 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 or Denver. De- Denver, at least, but. Yeah, I mean, I I always enjoy listening to him talk, and I, I don't. I oh, don't, I love the guy. I don't really I get it. I, it was I Schefter mean, who said he was a, he was a top candidate for Houston. Yeah, I can. I see haven't that. seen that, but I, I I know he was interviewing. I think you're right, Mike. Denver, Denver. 
I'm going to double check right now because oh, I'm, I that, I think that's probably Houston too. I just hadn't seen that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense with Casario. Adam Schefter, uh, Patriots linebacker coach Gerard Mayo is expected to emerge as a leading candidate for the Houston Texans head coaching job. Yeah, it's just weird because it's like nobody knows exactly how they break it up. I mean, everything I think assumes now that, that Steve calls the I plays. Mean, he's and, an inside but, linebacker, right? Coach. So otherwise, he's a. I mean, what you would know from the outside is that he's an inside linebackers coach who, you know, played and you know, obviously smart guy. But all right, two calls in two minutes to wrap up the, uh, the final round Patriots post game show. Go, go, go. Uh, Zach in Syracuse, quickly, what do you got? Hey guys, um, yeah, I had him at thirty-one thirteen, so I wasn't totally surprised by the final score. But I wasn't going to call in until I heard that guy try to blame uh, Mayo. Um, Paul's exactly right. I, I don't know how Belichick gets credit for when they do well and and uh, avoids blame when they don't. But I think it gets worse before it gets better as long as he's responsible for drafting. I don't know how many more completely unsuccessful drafts they have to get for. Uh, you know, he's held responsible for that. But thanks for a great season of post-game shows. Guys, uh, take care. Appreciate it, Zach. Uh, and uh, thank you for calling in. Makes sense that we end the season with one of our guys, Spee in Fresno. Final caller of the uh, of the season here on the post-game show. What's up, Spee? Oh, my God. Pressure's on. Take us home, baby. Uh, I feel drier. Um, Hardy, you're the best. I really hope you're back. Um, well, thank you, Speed. Well, it's nice that you kids about, could come um, together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know. Uh, family got to fight sometimes. Um, so, yeah, that is true. Tech, uh, so, I'm sorry. Steve uh, and Mayo, this whole thing. It, I do. Yes, yeah, it's a Bill thing. I just want to know if you guys think there was some point in the season that maybe Bill lost the team. If, he, if that happens. It's a great, like, it's a great if question. So, if, if so, when? Because I remember the stuff with later you know saying some you know maybe some hints maybe some cracks i don't know how much of that rises up the ranks to what bill did and how they felt about him and, and everything so i just like to hear your thoughts i'll take it off rock on we're gonna go forward in good ways Bye. all right speed thanks buddy i think it's a great question that i unfortunately don't have an answer to but i know uh we we did talk about it at length during the week about two weeks ago about possibility you know some of those comments that slater made and um I don't know. I mean, I don't think we have the answer anymore now. Just because they lose doesn't mean that that's right, that they had yeah. cracks in the locker room. You know, we had the argument, Mike. I know you were on the other side of it, you and Fred. Um, I just wondered if Slater was talking about some issues. You know, we'll see which way we go, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I but wonder if it goes back to Matt coming out and saying something along the lines of having a bad week of practice. Yeah, and I other think that by something happened in the bye week that I think we'll probably find out off. about. Yeah. yeah, or never find out about in a while. I bet we do. <laughs> no. um, thank you to everybody. Thank you to you. Uh, no, well, I mean, Deuce, hey. Paul. I mean, it goes without saying. But same things uh, for uh, Matt and uh, Matt Lapan and everybody who makes the uh, Patriots pre and post game show a thing each and every week. I uh, hope we can all get together and do it again next season. Patriots finish off their season with a wild card loss to the Bills in Buffalo after going 10-7 and seven in the regular season. They finish tonight. Final score for the final time. Bills 47, wow. Patriots 17. That's my gift to you, Paul. I'm given glad the, that you finally learned how to do it right. Given the score in the proper order, That's thank you nice. for listening and watching. Thanks, guys. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen.
Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.